to episode 7 of the RLS podcast. Today we are going to be talking about my holiday to Tenerife. I know everyone's dying to hear about that. And then we're going to be talking about 2022 goals. Um, we're going to be talking about my goals in life, gym, business, program and clients. And then we're going to be talking about how we can basically relate that to your goals. And they do not have to be anything to do with your business. It could just be, could generally just be your life. It could be anything that you want to achieve, how we can kind of create a little framework um, and look forward into 2022 and set some real tangible goals. I'll also, right now, be discussing the three guests I'm going to have on the podcast over the next three weeks. We are going to have Joel Harris, who is an online coach. He's a strength coach. Um, he can shift about some pretty heavy tin um, and he's a Welshman. So again, just come on for the accent. Then we have Kristen Hill, who is another online coach. Again, this guy is at the top of his game. Um, he has done an Ironman um, in previous years, and he's genuinely just a really top guy, um, and it'll be good to get a, a conversation with him. And then thirdly, we have Troy Nixon, who is one of my mentors and in the high-performance coach. He's someone that will be able to really simplify mindset things in layman's terms and you'll really you'll really just be able to understand it better than you would be um perhaps if i was discussing it so he's top guy as well um and i think i'll have a couple of solo episodes in there as well so today's episode is going to be pretty short i'm going to quickly discuss how i approach my holiday um and then we'll move on to the 2022 goals so first of all holiday was away from friday to tuesday and just missed that absolutely ridiculous weather that came over Scotland on Friday evening, thankfully. Got a nice tailwind, got there about half an hour earlier. Um, but I approached my holiday a little bit different this time than the last time I was on holiday and actually really enjoyed it. Now, I know a lot of people have this anxiety. Now, I know a lot of people don't also, they don't have this anxiety when they go away on holiday and it's probably a good thing, but it's this anxiety of coming back not feeling better than you left. It's coming back, having eaten too much, drank too much. Genuinely just, yeah, again, you go away on holiday to, to become, to get recharged and to feel better and to jump back into your work the first week back and think, right, I feel relaxed, I feel ready to go again. But how often do you actually come back feeling like that? Do you tend, to, I don't know about you, but in the past, I usually come back feeling a lot worse and I feel like I've got so, so much work to do. Now, I know for a lot of people, this is going to seem a little bit like, Ryan, you're just, you're not talking to me right now because I don't care about this shit. So this might not be a podcast for you, but if you're someone that's ever been on holiday and you've thought, I just I just feel minging when I come back off of it and you're on the plane on the way home and you just feel a little bit disgusting because you've, as I said, you've eaten too much, drank too much and just kind of lazed about all week. And as I said, that's sometimes what people want from a holiday. But for me and for a lot of people that I know, this is actually a big kind of, a challenge for them when they go away on holiday and it's coming back actually feeling better so i can safely say i've come back after this holiday um having maintained my weight having not feeling any worse than i went feel a lot better feel recharged feel ready to go again um and that's what a holiday should be like in my opinion um so a couple of the approaches that i took was so to get from the get-go i my sleeping pattern was pretty nailed on for about half five six a.m from the monday onwards um as i was just squeezing in a lot of work before i went away on holiday so safe to say i woke up very early on saturday morning oh well i was on holiday 
and I'd already in my head intended that I was going to do a little bit of work in the morning in the gym um, or going for some sort of run, just getting my body moving so that I felt good for the rest of the day. Now, this probably comes from a little bit of a place of guilt because I'm so used to going to the gym on a daily basis that when I'm on holiday, if I don't go and then I'm drinking and I'm eating a lot later on, I'm a little bit like, I'm a little bit itchy and I'm a little bit like, I could have been doing some work here and I feel a little bit lethargic. So again, as I said, this probably comes from a place of feeling a little bit of guilt, but it also comes from a place of genuinely just liking to go to the gym on a daily basis. So when I go on holiday, why would I want to take away from something that makes me feel good on a daily basis? Why would I want to Discard, discard that altogether when I know it makes me feel good. So what I did was I included it. 30 to 40 minutes in the morning, full body session. There was a little gym at my hotel. I think it had a treadmill, which about killed me because it had like a stutter every fifth rotation. So I didn't go on that again. A couple of bikes, cross trainer, a little multi gym, and there was a six, an eight, and a 10 dumbbell. Um, Actually, there was two 10s, two eights, and one six. So slightly limited as to what we could do but it was better than nothing um so i did that i did a full body session in the morning for 30 to 40 minutes and that was on the that was on the saturday and i went for a run on the sunday a little gym session on the monday and then on the tuesday a little bit before we went away and i can safely say that it made me feel good moving into the day i knew that i'd moved my body i felt good um i genuinely just felt ready to go that day as well and it also kind of gave me that little bit of a a voice in the back of my head like, right Ryan, you've done the work, go and enjoy your beer. I know not everyone needs this, but for me, it's something that is absolutely vital. Now, if I was going away midday when, so me and Ellie were away on holiday, obviously, if I was going away midday and doing this and taking away from the time that we were spending together, then there would perhaps be a little bit of a, a little bit of something wrong there. I don't think that would be coming from a good place that would be coming from a slight a slightly selfish place so that's not what I did I made sure I did it before Ellie got up in the morning and I was back ready to go for breakfast just as Ellie was up I'm sure she won't mind me saying that she she sleeps a little bit longer than me um so for me that that just worked and that made me feel really good and it's something that I could probably continue to do on holiday if I can actually get up in time <clears throat> excuse me another thing was a lot of walking about it obviously depends where you are, but in Tenerife, um, as you walk along the front, there's a lot of opportunity to genuinely just move from one place to another um, and not have to spend your money on taxis. So that's, again, something that we've done. And it meant that I was probably moving more on holiday than I was moving when I was at home. So it was meaning that, obviously, I, again, energy in, energy out, burnt more calories the majority of the time that I was putting in, therefore probably maintained my weight a little bit better. Um and then again, when it comes down to eating, this is another thing that's going to be a massive challenge. Eating and drinking on holiday is essentially what you go for. Um, you go to eat nice food, you go to drink a lot of beer, if you're like me. And you'll probably be thinking after me just saying those first couple of things that I probably didn't even drink a beer on holiday, but by Christ, yes, I did. Um, and it's a case of, can you kind of control the food as best as possible because there's a good chance you're going to be eating burgers, pizza, whatever else. You're going to be eating things that you classify as probably shite. So if you can then maybe spread out your eating windows a little bit more, can you? So for me, what we did was a buffet breakfast. So I would have breakfast. I would have 
no main meal all the way up until dinner and for me that was more than enough and it allowed me space through the day to have a drink and not feel too bloated and not feel like I've went over the top a little bit and again the approach to breakfast was like just eat stuff that makes you feel good like there was the opportunity to eat a massive buffet breakfast if I wanted to but ate a bowl of fruit ate a fried breakfast two plates that was enough that seen me through typically until about perhaps a snack at like two and then it seemed me right all the way through to dinner. Again, another approach would perhaps be fasting. Eat nothing for breakfast and then start your eating window later on in the day. I know a lot of people will probably be staying out a little bit later, drinking and stuff like that. So that's maybe a really good approach. But what you need to think about is if you're on holiday and you're eating burgers, chips, pizzas, doner kebabs all week long, it's almost inevitable you're going to end up feeling shite. Now, after a few beers, there's a good chance you're getting a doner kebab. I did as well. I don't want you to think again, I'm some sort of robot. I could list some of the things I probably ate a burger, a pizza, a doner kebab, um, and plenty of beer on holiday. Again, why wouldn't you? But it's a case of, again, majority of the time, can you eat stuff that makes you feel good? Can you get in a little bit of, again, sound like a total boring twat here, but can you getting fruit and veg throughout the day so that you're genuinely just feeling a little bit better because if you're eating fried foods all day, it's just going to feel shit. Um, so again, my approach to holiday has definitely changed now and it incorporates the things that make me feel good. Eating good food that I know makes me feel good, moving throughout the day, still relaxing, still sitting by the pool, but moving, not just sitting down all day long because again, it's your kind of, your energy balance you've got to consider there. Um and then, again, the gym, eating well, just moving. If you can keep those things into your holiday, then I guarantee you'll, you'll probably be able to come back having maintained your weight, maintained your body fat, and not feeling too shitty. Um, so, again, that's my approach. So, let's talk about some of the more interesting things. I don't know if anyone's ever been to Tenerife, but it's absolutely, it's absolutely astounding. Like, you walk from one area in Tenerife, like America's, so your pints were around about like four to five euros there, maybe like th- three, no, three fifty to a fiver at the at the more expensive places, and then you actually you walk along towards Los Cristianos, which is probably like a 30, 40 minute walk, and I shit you not, there was a pint for zero point nine five cents, well ninety five cents, which I thought was absolutely astounding. Um, the establishment they were in was questionable. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure if the pint would have been great. Um, but there was plenty of guys with their uh, with their England flags sitting in there, so tattooed England flags that is. Um, so yeah, it's a good price for a pint to be fair. Um, and to think you could get absolutely bluttered for a tenner and still have change, then you're absolutely doing all right. And again, I think it's in regards to holidays as well. Like I know it's easy for me to say because I've just been on one and there was it's been planned for a while and it was all paid up. And I know right now it's not an easy time for people to just decide to go on holiday because there's all these different things and we got stung with having to pay for a PCR after the rules changed on Tuesday, which was obviously not ideal. But I cannot recommend enough. If you're someone that's sitting here and you've not been on holiday for two years, you've not been on holiday for probably even longer than that, then the hassle that you will go through to book the tests, the forms and stuff like that, the holiday itself will much outweigh the stress of that. Um, just make sure you plan in advance. You've got everything sorted. You've done all the logistical things before you go on holiday and you will honestly thank yourself so much for it. I feel like coming back off this holiday, I feel different from 
any time before. And again, I know it's very individual to me and what I do. But I feel, I don't feel that anxiety. I don't feel that overwhelm coming back from holiday thinking like, fuck this. Like, just walked back into two degrees um, this morning and still feel a little bit upbeat and still feel like, right, I, f- I feel ready to go again. I feel recharged. And I just want everyone to be able to experience that. So if you've been saving your pennies for a couple of years, get yourself on holiday when it's possible because you will thank yourself for it. And for pretty much everyone, you deserve it for what we've kind of been through the last year or so. Um, so yeah, that was my approach to holiday. Um, I know a lot of you are probably thinking right now, what a boring bastard. I bet he was a, as fun as a cardboard box on holiday. But trust me, had a great time. Um, would do it the same again and still was able to drink an incredible amount and still feel decent. So again, it's an approach that might work for you. It's an approach that might interest you. Um, or it's an approach that you might not be interested in in the slightest. And each one of those things is totally okay. But I know I've come back off this holiday feeling better, feeling good, maintaining my body fat, and still feeling like I've not I've not stepped back in any sort of sense. So make of that what you will. Moving on to twenty twenty two goals. Now I just like to put it out in the open here, and I like to be transparent as to where I'm trying to go with my life. Um, and where I'm trying to go with my business because I think it's good for clients and it's good for possible clients to really understand where this program's going and where I'm going as a person because at the end of the day, like, I want you to be able to not only buy into the things that I'm offering within my program, but I want you to have trust in me and I want you to realise as to where I'm going um, and what I'm kind of, kind of trying to achieve and I want you to be able to use this as a framework to, to set up your own goals for t- for uh, 2022 so <clears throat> excuse me it'd be good if I could edit those out but um, I've not got the skills yet life goals first of all um, so first of all actually let's let's take a step back and let's discuss as to how I would plan my goals in place um, so first of all I've got a little planner which I write all this shit in again I know I'm just I'm a bundle of fun um, planners and gym on holiday I'll set one month, three month, six month, a year. Now, what you've got to realise is it's good to obviously stick those one year goals in place, stick those six month goals in place, but there's obviously going to be a lot more room for manoeuvre with those as, again, I don't think any of us can really, really predict what's going to happen six months down the line, a year down the line. But what I would really say with those things is aim big, aim almost stupidly big, aim over the top um, and begin to try to manifest or begin to try to create the actions in the in the shorter term, so the one month, the three month, how can I begin to create the actions now in this next month and the next three months which are going to facilitate my goals in a year, in six months. So think big, think huge, think stupidly big for, my, for your goals. Try and reach high because you'll be surprised you'll look back in a year and you'll think, holy shit, that sounded ridiculous at the time, but perhaps you've been able to do it. And I think that's always important that when you're aiming for something, obviously make it realistic. But if you make it way over the top and you don't quite reach it, then there's a good chance you've still made massive progress. So again, going back to what I said, set one month goals, set three month goals, set six month goals, and then perhaps even a year. And if you could even go further than that, you could start setting a total target out for in years to come just so that you have that vision because if you can't have that future vision 
moving forward, then things are going to be a little bit distorted in the short term. You're going to be a bit like, what do I actually want in life? But if you're very clear on what you want in life, business, in the gym, with your fitness, with your body, whatever it is, then you can begin to play out those actions on a daily basis that are going to facilitate those long-term goals. So it's something I definitely like to do. And I like to make it nice and clear and obvious. Write it on a board or something like that. Write it on something that you can see on a daily basis because then it will remind you of your your big important goal that you want to try and achieve in the long term. And it will it will then dictate the actions you take on a daily basis. Um, so moving on to my individual goals. So life goals, again, I know life is quite a big thing. Um, but we're going to talk about the near future, um, moving into next year, moving into 2022. Um, it's moved to Glasgow. Um, I want to go, again, this is relating to my business goals as well. I want to go fully online with the business um, moving into the middle of next year. Move down to Glasgow for various reasons, um, just because I've always kind of wanted to move to a bigger city since living in Sydney a couple of years ago. It has really just given me that hunger to want to go into a bigger city again. And out of all the cities in, in Scotland, Glasgow tends to be my favourite one, not just because um, Celtic are there, um, just because it's a good city, there's lots of places to eat, there's lots of places to go out, um, it's just a, it's a good city, it's just a good city and again, I don't want to start an argument but Glasgow is so much better than Edinburgh, um, sorry if I triggered anyone there but it is, it is just such a better city than Edinburgh, um, like the people as well, um, well some of the people, half of the people, the green ones, um, but no, um, and again, so that's the goal for there move to Glasgow, get a mortgage down there, I know that's not going to be easy either, um, and try to facilitate my online business down there, and perhaps with a view to getting into a gym down there, um, and again, we'll just basically see see what happens um, and see how it goes, but that is the goal, and that has been the goal that has been driving me for the past year, one of the goals that has been driving me to build the business so I can move completely down to Glasgow. Um, gym goals so for my gym goals they're very not very often do they have a number and um, right now they do not have a number in terms of weight they do not have a number in terms of they don't realistically have a number in terms of what i want to put on the bar um or what i want to lift there's some looser kind of goals there um and again maintenance of fitness throughout the season in football is again something that's really important so we're delving a little bit more into them Personally, over the past year, especially the past six months, I have just wanted to get stronger on a weekly basis. It's fluctuated up and down, finding it pretty hard to break a plateau just now. Um, I'm kind of measuring it, measuring strength on the three big ones, bench press, deadlift and squats. Um, They're moving slowly, very slowly, um, but they are getting there. Again, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have an aesthetic goal in the back of my mind. it is more just a case of maintaining current body fat rather than trying to get shredded lean or really or massive. Um, I have been able to build in, build up a bit of muscle over the past couple of couple of months, um, but nothing nothing serious. I haven't been I've been kind of looking at nutrition a little bit more intuitively. I've been tracking, um, but I've not necessarily been tracking my macros to an absolute T, a hundred percent. Um, and at the same time, talking about football, we basically just try to maintain a base level of fitness. Um, try to maintain 
just try to maintain athletic performance on the pitch if I do feel like I'm beginning to go too deep into weight training and I'm carrying too much fatigue into training I will dial it back a little bit and put more into the the cardio side of things put more effort into the football side of things and it's kind of just a case of just balancing it out making sure I don't go too hard on one side or too hard on the other so that I'm feeling too much too much fatigue going into a gym session or going into a game of football on a Saturday and I believe I found a decent balance for that so far but again if we have these three goals strength aesthetics and football you're going to have to take a portion away from each one or another. Um, so if I was trying to just go strength 100%, then obviously I would make more gains there. If I was going aesthetics 100%, then again, it would take away from football, take away from performance a little bit. And if I was going football 100%, then there's a good chance that I wouldn't be as strong, um, but I may still be able to maintain my shape to a decent standard. Um, and as I talked about with business goals, I want to take the business fully online um, right now. I must admit, I'm probably pretty busy, probably a little bit too busy, um, not kind of embarrassed to admit that. Um, it's quite intense and there's quite a lot going on, um, but I love it. I love being busy every single hour of the day. Um, it's just something that I thrive off of and I get so much more done if I am. Um, but the idea is obviously to, go, obviously to go fully online because unless people fancy a trip to Glasgow from a one-to-one clients, then... I am going to have to transition most of them online um, and it's just something that we'll be looking to do in the near future. Um, and again, people might be wondering, like, wondering why do you want to go fully online? Like, Why is it that this is a goal? Why would you not want to work with people in person? Now, first of all, I love working with people on a one-to-one basis in the gym and it's something that I believe I will still do in the future. But the, the point is, with the online programme, it is targeted towards not a specific kind of person because it's targeted towards almost everyone that I currently have. My one, All my one-to-one clients currently could do the one the online program. The online program is much more than just a one-to-one session. So a one-to-one session is one hour of the week typically. You may be doing more than one session a week with your personal trainer, which is totally fine. But the online program allows you to get the full picture. What else are you doing in your life, your nutrition, your your sleep, just all the other little factors within your life that are holding you back, your mindset, all these things. Because an hour in the gym, you'll know if perhaps if you're listening to this right now and you've worked with a personal trainer in the past, if all you're doing with that personal trainer is one hour in the gym, excuse me, you could be getting the best service ever, you could be getting the best kind of feedback on form, on exercise execution in the world, but what that doesn't help is the other factors in your life. As I just discussed there, your sleep, nutrition, mindset, all these other factors, all these other variables which affect your progress. And again, if you're someone that's wanting to lose an incredible amount of fat, if you're needing to lose a lot of weight or you're needing to really flip your life around, then is that one session in the gym a week really going to be the thing that does it for you? And I think a lot of us are kind of painted this picture that that is the pinnacle, that is exactly what's going to be the, the making or breaking of you. Um, so moving on to my online program. Now, little shameless plug here. I'm basically just going to discuss who it who it helps, who it targets. Now, you may have seen the name of it already, called the 9 to 5 athlete. Um, and the person that this essentially targets is, is it's a kind of, it's a wider group of people which is essentially not niched down 
too much. But are you someone that is currently saying things like, I've just not got the time for that, or I'm too busy at work, I'm too busy with, I've got the kids tonight and I've got football tonight so I can't go to the gym, or I'm doing this and I'm doing that so I can't do this. Are you someone that in the past has tried loads of different shit, you've tried loads of different fad diets, you've tried to squeeze these different things into time, well, I suppose, say it a bit better, have you tried diets in the past and the minute that things have got hard, the minute that you've got a little bit tired or the minute that you just don't feel that motivated, you've just scrapped it because you had no accountability, you had nobody kind of in your corner telling you that, right, this is how we're going to change this and this is how this is going to help this and being able to adapt and being able to change and not just giving up at the first hurdle. Are you someone that perhaps plays a sport? Now, it's not called the 9 to 5 athlete for nothing because, again, we want to be able to get people that are operating at quite a high level in the gym um, that are playing a sport. You don't have to be playing a sport. You could be just going to the gym you could be playing a sport, you could be just doing it as a hobby, you could be doing it at a slightly higher level, but you've also found it really hard to balance life alongside this this hobby, this sport, or the gym, and a lot of the time, you're pretty inconsistent because the minute, say for example, you're a little bit busier at work, you, you patch the gym and you, you chuck that away, and that's one of the first things that falls, but what we need to realise is that like playing our sport going to the gym, whatever it is that we like to do, the minute that we chuck that to the side or the minute that we ditch our nutrition because everything else gets hard is the minute that we fail because these things are the things that are, these are the pillars that are holding you up. They're holding your health up. They're holding your mental health up. These are the things that help you maintain that baseline. But the minute things get hard, we chuck away some of the most important things to us. So if you're listening to this right now and you can relate to any of that and you right now think that the nine to five athlete is something that that might work for you. It's something that you can relate to, and it's you want to be someone that's busy, perhaps has a family, perhaps has kids, perhaps plays a sport, perhaps wants to go to the gym, and wants to make zero excuses as to why you can't do this, and you just get shit done because there's something that's very common with everyone in the group right now, and it's yeah they're busy, they've got jobs, they're self-employed, they're they've got kids, they've play a sport alongside going to the gym and they're generally just all very busy people but what they do is they're not making excuses they just get shit done so hopefully that podcast was helpful today and as usual there will be a podcast recommendation now let me see um what it was that i was listening to this week oh yes i remember now um what I have just started is, it's not actually a podcast, it's an audio book, um, it is an audio book, it's just called Will, um, it's about Will Smith's life, if anyone has listened to The Subtle Art the subtle art of Not Giving a Fuck, um, then the guy Mark Manson actually, um, what would you, how, would you, how would you even say it, he narrates part of, the, part of the story alongside Will Smith, um, it's been a bit of a strange start to the book, I'll not lie, um, but I think it is going to be a really good story to follow, um, and Will Smith's a genuinely very interesting guy. Um, so, hopefully, that was helpful in some sort of way, hopefully you took a little bit away from that. Um, once again, I appreciate massively any shares on the story, um, and if you have any questions about anything that I've spoke about in the podcast today, then do not be afraid to drop me a message on Instagram or WhatsApp. 
catch you after.